This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the Orphan Strippers and California Cam Girls. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. All right, everyone. How you doing? Welcome to the show if you're new, and hey, welcome back if you're not. I am your host, comedian Billy Presida. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. Or with whom I've hooked up. Maybe that's the proper grammar. I don't know. Uh, this week's special guest is not one of my former flames. Gotta clarify that. Would hate for there to be confusion. I would uh, I would never want to accuse someone of making out with me and making that poor decision if they haven't. No, this week's guest is comedian Amber Rollo. Got a very f- special thing to read. So here's a fun uh, reward that is is rarely taken upon, but I'm oh so enthusiastic to finally give out. Um, at the $20 level on my Patreon page, you get to own 60 seconds of airtime every month. Yes, every month, if you're at that level, uh, if you send me something to read, I will read your words verbatim on the show is your time. And, uh, and Owen, Owen writes... I asked my wife to find a dirty historical letter. She found this gem from James Joyce, and I only want this opportunity to make others smile, laugh, and maybe remember my name. My wife only wants to be recognized as Owen's wife. She's a little bit shy. But right now we got uh, got some airtime belonging to Owen P., a very enthusiastic fan whore, big fan of the pod. And a $20 Patreon supporter who, uh, who is owed this. So, so here we go. From the words of James Joyce. Is a letter from James Joyce. <clears throat> My sweet little whorish Nora, I did as you told me. You dirty little girl. And pulled myself off twice when I read your letter. I am delighted to see that you do like being fucked arseways. Yes, now I can remember that night when I fucked you for so long backwards. It was the dirtiest fucking I ever gave you, darling. My prick was stuck in you for hours, fucking in and out under your upturned rump. I felt your fat, sweaty buttocks under my belly and saw your flushed face and mad eyes. At every fuck I gave you, your shameless tongue came bursting out through your lips and it gave you a bigger, stronger fuck than usual. Fat, dirty farts came spluttering out of your backside. (laughs) You had an arse full of farts that night, darling, and I fucked them out of you. Big, fat fellows, long, windy ones, quick little merry cracks, and a lot of tiny little naughty farties ending in a long gush from your hole. 
It is wonderful to fuck a farting woman when every fuck drives one out of her. I think I would know Nora's farts anywhere. I think I could pick hers out in a room full of farting women. It is a rather girlish noise, not like the wet, windy fart which I imagine fat wives have. It is sudden and dry and dirty. Like what a bold girl would let off in fun in a school dormitory at night, I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I may know their smell also. You say when I go back you will suck me off and you want me to lick your cunt, you little depraved blackguard. I hope you will surprise me sometime when I am asleep, dressed, steal over to me with a whore's glow in your slumberous eyes. Gently undo, button after button, in the fly of my trousers, and gently take out your lover's fat Mickey. Lap it up in your moist mouth and suck away at it till it gets fatter and stiffer and comes off in your mouth. Sometimes, too, I shall surprise you asleep. Lift up your skirts and open your drawers gently. Then lie down gently by you and begin to lick lazily around your bush. You will begin to stir uneasily then. I will lick the lips of my darling's cunt. You will begin to groan and grunt and sigh and fart (laughs) with lust in your sleep. Then I will lick up faster and faster like a ravenous dog until your cunt is a mass of slime and your body wriggling wildly. Good night, my little farting Nora, my dirty little fuckbird. There is one lovely word, darling, you have underlined to make me pull myself off better. Write me more about that and yourself, sweetly, dirtier, dirtier. I hope that the lack of personal or political gain will justify the length of this entry. Who knows? Maybe you can start a segment of historical lit erotica. Thirdly, thirdly, do you have any recommendations for best practices for starting a podcast? (laughs) Oh, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I don't think this is part of the James Joyce letter anymore. <laughs> so in this email, you know, there's like a normal plain text font. There's no background to it. And then the James Joyce letter section he has highlighted, but I think he highlighted the rest of his email. So, uh, I couldn't, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Not entirely sure where this ended or where this began. Very fun. Well, thank you, Owen. Uh, Thank you, Owen, for that submission. That was great to read. And if you would like me to read your words or someone else's words verbatim for 60 seconds once a month, head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. Pledge at least $20, and the airtime is yours. Wow. Um, Part of me wants to go fact check to see if this James Joyce letter is real. But another part of me doesn't because I, 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 I so want it to be real. I don't want to see proof or evidence otherwise. It is wonderful to fuck a farting woman when every fuck drives one out of her. Poetry, everybody. Poetry. Okay. On to this week's guest, Amber Rollo. Okay, so Amber is a fellow stand-up comedian. And her and I did a roast battle last week at the Stand Comedy Club. If you didn't attend, well, fuck you. No, uh, you're fine. It's it's cool. It's totally okay. Uh, so we we wanted to exchange some dirt to you know be able to ask some questions, uh, find some material to make fun of each other for. I already knew that she had uh, that she'd been a stripper, but I wanted to know more. And I thought, oh well, why don't come on do the podcast? We can interview each other. 
this is one of those fun ones where you, you know you have a guest who's not shy to ask me questions about myself so uh we did that and we exchanged some dirt you know you know led to me uh doing things on stage like calling her little orphan annie because her parents are dead, everybody. You get it? Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of fun talking to Amber about all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, we, we really get into it on this one. And if you uh, can't get enough of Amber, you know what? Tomorrow, I've got a bonus episode with her coming out on uh, exclusively on Patreon for my $5 and up fan whores. Again, that's patreon.com slash podcast to get access. But for now, let us leave James Joyce and let us get into my conversation with Amber Rollo. <laughs> uh, I, I understand the people do, and I'd be like, Mazel, but just chill out just a little bit. We're not there yet. Uh, what, yeah, whatever works. Whatever floats your boat. Uh-huh. It's fine. Do people ever go to you and be like, no, you have to identify this way? Be like, no, nobody has so far. I mean, I've heard people talk about the issue of the term bisexual and how it's, you know, binary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and gender is fluid. It's not a binary system. So I get that. Uh, I just don't. I've just been using that term since I was a teenager and I identify with it and it feels natural to me. So that's what I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, and anything, what about you? What do you d- identify as? Uh, conv- some Somehow straight, I think. I don't know. Uh, I cry during a lot of movies, but for some reason I still kiss girls. I don't know. Um, yeah. Have you ever experimented? No, like I've seen a lot of dicks in person because like I go to sex parties and then I've done like a lot of weird Craigslisty shit mm-hmm. and I I've seen enough I've I've been able to recognize when like I find like a dude's like attractive I'm like oh it's attractive dude and every time I scan down as soon as I get to the cock I'm like I just have no interest in that part mm-hmm. um like maybe i'm into just a man's abs but then part of that is like i think it's more i just i'm envious so i'm attracted to these attractive men because i want to be them ah when it, i first when i first started getting in touch with my sexuality i thought men's dicks were horrifying yeah uh yeah they are like they're just weird i think it took like it's like um it took some getting used to and women I was automatically attracted to, and then men I was like, we'll see about that. Ah, interesting. Normally I hear the story like going the other direction. Be like, oh, yeah, like guys, because that's the status quo. And then, oh, but these girls make me feel funny. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, uh, I got it. No, gotta. I was like, I'm into... I'm into girls. I'm into, I mean, because I was a girl at the time. I'm saying yeah. girls, not, sure. yeah. Um, and uh, in, in light of a lot of the accusations in the entertainment industry, it's probably good to say, like, no, I'm not into little girls now. I was into little I'm girls into when I was now. a little girl. I was a, when I was a girl, I was into girls. <laughs> That's, I think, the healthy way to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm right here now. I'm here right now with comedian Amber Royo. Is it Royo or Rollo? Rollo. Is Rollo? Yeah, Rollo. Has everyone just been telling me the wrong thing? Uh, Fuck. People say the wrong things. Uh, it's fine. I don't really correct them. A lot of people say Rollo, like the candy. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that just rolls off their tongue easy, but it's Rollo. It's Italian. I, I got a Presida, also Italian, and everyone always mispronounces that, including like at my college graduation, the guy handing me a diploma uh, in front of my family. It is what it is. But I, I want to have you on, um, not only because of your history, but all, we're going to be doing a roast battle in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we are. And what better way I'm to get... tear you down. Oh, probably. <laughs> oh, that was... You sounded so polite when you said, I'm going to tear you down and then I'm going to cook you supper. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I thought this would be a great way to get dirt on one another. Uh, it, it sucks when you have to do a roast battle against someone you don't know, and then you're like just trying to comb the internet and. Maybe you have questions, but you don't want to ask because I feel like... There's plenty out there about both of us that we could get a lot mm-hmm. of dirt. Well, I know I know up front, I know there's the stripping. Yes. Because I listened to enough... I listened to you on the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Yes. Which I was like, oh, she's fantastic. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, but that's like easily the first thing. But let's get into that way. So you started stripping when... Uh, I started. We both, by the way, have notebooks out because we're like ready to take notes. That's yes. I was just going to ask you: Is it okay if I take notes? Absolutely. Only because of the roast. I wouldn't normally during a podcast take notes. (laughs) She writes her own show notes for the show. She uploads them on her website. (laughs) I um I started stripping three years ago. I only did it for a year. Okay. Yeah. And wait, how old are you? I am twenty nine. I'm about to turn thirty. Okay. Okay. On the thirtieth, it's my golden birthday. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. So wait, why? Why did? What brought you to stripping? I was curious about it, and I met a comedian. Uh, you might have met her or heard of her. Her name's Jack the Stripper. Ah, uh, yeah. And I met her at a show, and she was talking to me about it. And I've always been curious about it, and wondered, you know, what it was like. And it seems like some good money to make off the patriarchy. Um, <laughs> you know, if people are gonna comment and look at you and sexualize you you might as well be making a a buck off of it Mm. so she told me it was pretty simple and i asked her questions about how to do it and how to get into it and how to interview and like she walked me through the whole process and took me to my first uh club and try out i guess try out yeah uh and and it was it was fun. It was interesting. It was different than I something anything I'd ever done before. And yeah, I made a lot of money. <laughs> a, lot a lot of money. Yeah. Like $1,500 a night money. And were, you weren't doing anything else at the time? Uh, at the time, I was doing some comedy. I was stripping sure. three nights a week. And then um, I was designing websites. That's what I used to do to make money. Uh-huh. Uh, and... But I didn't need to do that, so I just, yeah. I was yeah, just... that fell by the wayside. Yeah. And then comedy's got to hurt because even, like, whether it's an open mic or even if it's, like, a bar show or something, you, even if you're at a comedy club, just, like, you know, you go to a club on a weeknight and it's got 20 people in the crowd, or you could be stripping and make a boatload of money with, like, I don't know, how many people will be in the crowd at, at on, a, on a random night? Oh, I don't know, about 50, but it doesn't matter how many people are in yeah. the club. It matters... Uh, if you get private dances and take into like a champagne lounge, yeah, yeah, break like down the econ- break down the economics of like being a stripper for me. Okay, so you have to if you're on the floor, uh, if you're if you're getting like giving lap dances and stuff, then you're in the rotation to get on stage. Okay, and um, they'll usually be like I don't know, ten to fifteen women there, so they just roll through those women and. It, even if you're in the middle of a lap dance, they'll call your name a song before you're supposed to get on stage. And then you have to say goodbye to that guy, even if he wants like five more lap dances and get on stage. Uh, and then you dance for three songs and then you get off stage. So the goal is to get out of that rotation and get into a private room, into mm. a champagne lounge or a blue room or a safari room. Um, and those are okay. different levels of uh, fancy uh, expensive room. So the champagne lounge is semi-private. It has um, couches, but and it's like dim. 
and you have like your own little corner, but there's still other women in there with other clients. Uh, and then the uh, blue room is private, but it's a smaller room. And then the safari room is private, but it's larger and has like a pole in there and stuff. And because you could go on a safari in there, I, I guess. Don't I don't know. know who's naming these rooms. <laughs> um the the managers of the clubs are naming the rooms and they're they're usually uh you know born and raised new york dudes <laughs> italian i guess mostly and what and what are you making in the in those individual rooms uh and it it depends on the club but like in the champagne lounge I would make like five hundred dollars in the blue room, eight hundred, and in the in the safari room, a thousand. Wow! For an hour. Wow! So for an if, hour. Yeah, for an hour. And what are you so, do? What are you and doing then you for want that them, hour? You want them to pay for more than an hour because sure. obviously, um, I liked to I in the work on bits in the room. <laughs> no, I would just talk to them. Most of these guys really need someone to have a conversation with, and they don't feel comfortable opening up. If they're, if it's just like a friendship or a conversation with their wife, it, for some reason, paying makes them feel more comfortable opening up. I would ask them a lot of questions, um, make a lot of, a lot of eye contact, mm. uh, dance, of course, give lap dances, um, drink. I was drinking a lot. That was a problem. You're mm. not allowed to say no to to a drink really in most strip clubs you got to be able to say no at some point no because then you're just gonna have sloppy strippers uh no but there is an out you can say yes and then you give a code word to the bar and they give you a a virgin drink yeah okay so but if you say no you lose the club money so they're not gonna say you can't say no because if you don't get the drink maybe this doesn't order drinks at all and you want to order the the couple drinks, yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And in the in the room, you want them to get a bottle of champagne. You want them to get a fancy bottle of champagne or whatever you know. If you are a vodka person, whatever. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you're saying these guys just want to pay someone to talk to, they and do. Now, there is a profession for that. There's a therapist. Yeah, but, but I that's for pussies. Right, right. But I also understand the the desire to be like just to upgrade it for a little bit more money, or maybe a lot more money. Uh, you can you can upgrade it to like. Uh, like a naked woman to talk to because I like getting massages. I love getting a real massage. But if you look at how much like a like a legit massages and how much a happy ending massages in New York, like the market rate, you go like it's not that much more. Mm-hmm. And I can get a good quality massage and a hand job or a blow job. So I always go with like a happy ending massage from a good provider mm-hmm. because I'm like, yeah, it's it's almost economical for me because otherwise, if I have to separate those two acts, pay for a massage and pay for a hand job elsewhere, I'm spending way more. Yeah. So I kind of get the idea of like, well, I need a therapist, but I want her to like have her titties out. Yeah, that that concept I can understand. Yeah, it may get in the way of you know talking about some of your sexual issues with your therapist, but you know whatever, sure. whatever floats your boat. And, and why'd you stop stripping? Uh, too many comedy shows <laughs> <laughs> what a great pro- see most people would be like why the fuck would you do that but you're like no this is good this is a good no, thing no i know it's <laughs> really 
it's a really expensive dream to have. But <laughs> everyone has their own path in comedy. You know, some people, I... some people were Sam Kinison's bodyguard, <laughs> and some people, you know, were stripping and then got booked too much. Yeah, it's um, I for the clubs that I was working at, you they want you to work three nights a week. You get to choose your own schedule because because strippers are independent contractors, mm-hmm. but they want you to work three nights a week. And if you don't work, then you still have to pay the house fee for that night that you weren't working. Um, and it just didn't make sense. What about you? What, uh, what day uh, jobs did you have? Uh, I used or to have be, you had, uh, I've, I've run a gamut of day jobs. This is going to be interesting. Cause this is one of the few episodes where someone will actually ask me questions. Yeah. Um, which is like, great. Awesome. Uh, I used to, let's see. Uh, most recently I was a fact checker at gossip magazines. Oh, uh, I worked at, uh, you know, like, those just this gossipy bullshit ones. But, like, I'd actually, they have a fact checker. Like, if we say Justin Bieber does cocaine and fucks boys, I would have to, like, check the source mm-hmm. that says that. Or I'd have to say, hey, we're taking this out of context. So we got to, like, take it we out. We got to throw it out. Yeah. Or, or it's like, he only fucks boys when he's also with girls. Like, we have to also throw that in there or we'll get sued. Um, so I would, I, but most of it was just making sure we got Kim Kardashian's like age. Does correct. Bieber do cocaine and fuck fuck men? I'm not allowed to say <laughs> what Bieber does. I was just given a random example. Oh, okay, yes, random uh, example. Got it's it. Not, it's not like certain like R and B superstars keep a fuck boy in Italy that they just uh, pay for the house of and all of his expenses for. Uh, that doesn't happen at all. I can't say. I'm not allowed to confirm that. I mean, it could happen, but, you know, hypothetically. But anytime you see stuff like that in, like, a good, in a somewhat reputable, like, celebrity magazine, like, when they say sources say, there are sources. Like, that's a real thing. Like, you know, and the fact checkers, we're the not fun people. Mm -hmm. We're the ones who have to say, no, like, we're taking this out of context or, like... I would have to check stuff with Zach, like Zach Efron. Talk, we would say like, "Oh, he has a cocaine problem," mm-hmm. but he only publicly said he has a drug problem. So even if we we know, quote unquote, it's cocaine, we have to say it's drugs or um, bullshit like that. I don't know. One time I argued over a hyphen, and then I wanted to shoot myself in the mouth. Yeah, because Kaylee Cuoco got married to Ryan Sweeting, and then legally her name changed to Kaylee Cuoco comma sweet uh dash sweeting mm-hmm. and i had to have a fight with the copy department that we had to put in the hyphen and then i was like what the fuck is my life so i quit why were they fighting against the hyphen is because my it doesn't look good oh well. and also people don't know kelly cuoco sweeting they know kelly yeah. cuoco yeah uh so it takes people some time to get used to it mm-hmm. bullshit like that so i did that for three years and before that i was an underground poker dealer Oh, yeah. Poker yeah. dealer. I did that for four years. Uh, I also used to deal blackjack in my mom's basement in Jersey. I used to... Uh, before that, I used to like sell fake IDs in college. I did textbook buybacks. I webcammed for a little over a year. You so, webcammed? Yeah. In front of the camera? What did What did you do? What were, what were your Whatever, clients like? What did they ask for? W- typically, at some point, they wanted me to touch my penis. Uh, typically. Yeah, typically. Okay. And... Um, how much did you make doing that? Uh, I would charge. This is back before the token system that is like currently mm-hmm. in place in, in Cam Land. Uh, but the site I was on, you got to choose your rate, and then you got half. So I I would charge three dollars a minute. Okay. So I was getting a dollar fifty a minute, and similar to like when you're in like say the champagne room, like I am trying to keep them talking. Yes. So I would never do any. You want to delay, 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 delay. Absolutely. Delay. 
give them just a little taste and then delay again. Just keep them in the paid room for as long as possible. So like I wouldn't do anything unless he told me or asked me to. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't take my shirt off till they'd be like, you should take your shirt off. Sometimes we'll be talking for 40 minutes, 45 minutes. They'll be like, hey, so you're going to get naked? I'll be like, would you like me to get naked? You never asked. Yeah. Um, and then they realize what the game is. And they're like, okay, oh. do this. And that and that <laughs> quick, hurry, hurry. Uh, they realize that they're on the clock. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, like I said, like I wouldn't touch myself till they told me to. Or I wouldn't, more importantly, I wouldn't come unless anyone told me to. That was the big thing. It was like I would hold out and I would only come on demand. Mm-hmm. Because if I come, the shit's over. Yeah, so, absolutely. Did did that affect you anyway? Do you think now you can't come unless someone tells you to? No, but I certainly enjoy it more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I certainly like a woman in charge. But I always kind of liked a woman in charge. So, you know, like I always prefer to be given instructions or to follow directions. I like to do a good job. Mm-hmm. I'm a pleaser. So even if it's uh, even if it's like spanking the shit out of her and giving her bruises, like I can service top. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more like I do that because I know she wants me to beat the shit out of her. I I don't enjoy that really at all unless I know she likes it. Then I'm just happy. I'm like, I'm giving her what she wants. I met. Oh, you said when you were talking, you just said uh, you gave an example of a man watching you on the webcam. Were there ever women who watched you? Just not. There was one that I, I think was actually there were a lot of people who claimed to be women. Uh-huh. Oh. And the way I would get around it I was to say, hey, like, um, if you're actually a woman, if you get on the on the because there was an option for like a proxy phone call. So you didn't give your number. You both called a number and hit a passcode and then you would be in a phone call room while you watched. I mostly opted for this with guys partially just because it was like easier. I had a shitty I didn't have like a mic or a headset. I was on a MacBook Pro. So if I was far away, I couldn't like Sometimes I couldn't see the text as much or I didn't think they could hear me. Mm-hmm. So I would always up for that. I always thought that was better. But I would always tell them, if you're a woman, if you just voice confirm for me, I will give you a discounted rate. I'll bring it down to the minimum, I think, was a dollar a minute. So I was like, I'll bring it down to a dollar a minute if you just want to confirm right now. And they never did. They never, never. confirmed. It's always, it's always a dude. Yeah. It's always a dude. But I was fine with that. And... I, you know, I wouldn't play if they want me to pretend that they're a woman, like I'll play along if that's what's going to get you hard and get you off. Like, whatever. I, I, I do all sorts of weird things. I wonder what's behind that. Why do they want to be a woman? Well, I was on the site I was on. They had two different. Um, well, they had different pages. They had obviously, like the women, ho- like girl home alone. They had the group stuff or couples. But they had um, boys home alone straight or like straight boys home alone and gay boys home alone. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't even realize that this was a more marketable thing. I was just being honest. I was like, I'm straight. So here's the straight boys home alone part. So I think a lot of them were like, well, maybe he doesn't like guys watching him. So I'll pretend to be a woman. It'll turn him on more. Uh huh. That's probably what it was. But, you know. I don't. I was like, look, I'm going to jerk off whether you're a dude or a woman or a squirrel. I'm going to do it either way. So just. So long as your credit card passes, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm a big fan of the fact that they use boys rather than men. Because you just so often hear girls or women Mm. referred to as girls, but you don't as often hear men referred to as boys, Boys. except for in that like very specific sexual uh, context. It's uh, fascinating. Yeah, it's like, let's, um, let's, let's. 
have this like slightly pedophilic language for both genders equally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that that I did for about a year and uh, I made good money. I was making like anywhere from, I mean, the minimum payout, you had to earn a hundred to get a check. So I would get like a hundred dollars up to $500 a week. Uh, and I would just do that like casually when I was home, like doing homework. Mm-hmm. I'd be like playing Madden, you know, this is my junior year of college. So I'd be like playing Madden. And if someone pings into my room, then I'm like, boom, hi, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yes, my eyes voice? are blue. No, um, no. But you know what's embarrassing is my username was uh, college underscore comedian. Oh, wow. Which how dare I claim comedian? I had been doing it for about a year. I've been doing stand for a year, and I was like, "No, I'm like a bit. I'm like a comedian, and I jerk off for money." So, <laughs> so it's going well for me. Yeah, obviously. it's going so well. Uh, please go follow me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I did do one in person, uh, like one in person meetup for money. Mm-hmm. And that was a nice premium. I got hundred dollars for a half hour, and just to go like jerk off like in this dude's apartment. Nice. Yeah. So a hundred dollars, you could have gotten more. Could I? I don't know. Like it was about the same. It was not. The body was not that much different than it is now. It doesn't matter. It's about you know the the act of coming into someone else's space mm-hmm. and being there personally, inhuman without anyone else controlling the space. Like you could you could have gotten more. Well, he wanted to. I tried to upsell him because he wanted me to come in his mouth. And I was like, well, I mean, you can't like put your mouth on my penis. That would cost a lot more. He's like, how much more? He's like, I don't think you're gonna want to pay it. He's like, fair. What if I just like open my mouth? Will you like shoot into there? And I tried to be like, well, that'll be like two hundred. And he's like, what? What if it was just the normal price? Will you sh- like? Can you shoot into a glass and I can drink it in front of you? What? I was like, I don't want to. No, wa- that's I- like five hundred. I'm sorry. Uh, now you're getting into kinks. This is yeah. different. This is. We should have worked this out ahead of time. Well, this is this is all like in the emails, and I go, I don't want to, I don't want to watch you drink my cum. Like at the time, I was twenty years old. I am not used to being nude with other men. Now it's like an every other Saturday night occasion for me. Um, but I was like not used to that, so I was like, well, it's gonna be extra if I have to watch you. Mm-hmm. So what we agreed upon was the hundred. I would shoot into the glass, and then he took the glass to the bathroom and he slurped it in there oh my in, God. Shame. in shame, in shame. <laughs> Uh, did he tip you? Uh, no. But okay. I'm not a big fan of tipping when it comes to sex work where you're dealing with independence. Unless like it's you have if you ha- unless you have the means and it was a stellar job. That's mm-hmm. different. Like I believe in tips as in like a tip, like an optional thing to show your appreciation. Like you did a above and beyond job. I also happen to have the means for it. Here's extra whatever. Mm-hmm. When you're de- or when you're dealing with someone who's working under some like let's say a strip club there's the house or if you um if you're an escort and you have a handler or a pimp like there's a house mm-hmm. but when you're an independent like you're the house that's like, true i used to deal so you're setting the price so if you want more money just you tell just me that make a higher price just tell me that's what you want yeah. um i have tipped a couple times when the person when the service was really cheap already i mean because i don't have a shit ton of money so i was in uh menor ohio I was actually just there like on Wednesday, but I was there back in like June or July and I got a happy ending massage in town because I had a lot of time to kill Mm -hmm. uh, the day of the gig. So I found this woman and I think it was like 60 bucks for like a massage with a hand job at the end. And the massage itself, hand job aside, the massage was so phenomenal and it was only 60 bucks where the market rate in New York City is like at least 200 for the hour. Um, And that's like for like, that's like. Uh, uh, a floor 
really. This is something I don't know about. How do you find out if a place gives happy endings? Oh, you know. No, I don't. If the if are their you, if their uh, ads are women, one knows or because I, I oh one how, how one you, can know if you're you looking just, at their ads. Well, oh, one okay. it's there's one thing. It's like if it's a let's say it's like an Asian massage parlor. If they're advertising with women in bikinis, it's a happy ending massage place. Uh, with independence, a lot of it has to do with where are they advertising. Now that's getting a lot more tricky now. I don't know how much you keep up with all the 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 federal government trying to take down these websites. They just shut down Eros, I think. Yeah, this week I heard a little bit about that. And Backpage, their yeah, adult Backpage, services. Yeah, I know. Yeah, got shut down. Yeah, that's sad. Very. That's and, really sad. And that was their like their one of their safe havens where they could safely post, where they can post their own. Um, I mean, being able to post allows you to like do all sorts of screening, and then if you have to like do it through Craigslist, I don't know. I am told that Backpage is very helpful for them, and as That's a John, I've, I've been told from other sex workers that Backpage yeah. is really helpful, and it makes me sad to see that independence be taken away from from sex workers. And what's also annoying for both the um from the sex workers and for like let's say what you would call legit massage Mm -hmm. that's what the massage is where they're like no funny business now they're all posting in the same place and now it's all convoluted so legit masseuses are getting what otherwise would be considered sexual harassment but sexual harassment that i kind of almost understand because they're like just trying to find out because we used to have a system if you were in adult services that was the happy endings. And here's where, you know, if you got sexually harassed in that time, he's just an asshole. Now it's more like, hey, do you jerk dudes off? It's like, I'm like I understand why he's asking because there's a shit ton of ads of people who do. Yeah. And so they're getting bombarded with guys who want sex work and they don't do that. Then there are the sex workers who like are having a hard time being found uh, amongst that or they're getting reported because they're in like the quote unquote wrong. It's just all fucked up. But Backpage is a great place or was a great place for that. And you can just tell by the ad. You mm-hmm. can see what they're into or what they do. Like some of them will even say it. You know, um, like one woman who posts a lot for many years. And I just recognize her ad. She doesn't do oral. Like I don't. I know not to even ask. Uh, she doesn't do oral. She says it in every ad. No oral. No FS. No full service. The, the language that they use in sex worker ads I think is brilliant sometimes. Like one time in college, there was a Craigslist ad and the woman said like, let me, uh, it was for like happy ending massage. We said, let me know if you want me to sing Billy Joel or Frank Sinatra. And I was like, that's so <laughs> fucking smart. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, no, I, I forget. Uh, it was, how do I know? Uh, you just, you kind of know. You just know. Yeah. I mean, you can talk like, do they use words like sensual? Mm-hmm. Do they say like, uh, my hands will leave you very happy? <laughs> uh, there's just... Just yeah, you just read it, yeah, and you can. T- and when someone's legit, they will per- they will not advertise any of that stuff. They will not make it sexual at all. The pictures are very professional. Um, that makes sense. And the worst case scenario is like you can also judge by price. So that's another like if someone's charging two hundred dollars for one hour, that's a very pricey legit massage or most likely a happy ending. Okay, and that's usually how I know. Okay. And I'll, but me, I can't afford to miss. So I use sites like the Roddick Review where you, I can just go search. And if they have reviews there, at least I know like they're in that industry. Because uh, I can't afford at the moment to like go get a massage thinking I'm getting jerked off at the end. And then I don't. I'm like, I just can't. It's on my budget. Like that's that, that will blow my entire month's massage budget. What are you doing to make money right now? Mostly just the podcast. Congrats. That's awesome. Try it. Trying. Yeah. Uh, and then I also host some speed dating events on the side. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We're building dirt, Billy. We're getting dirt. Um, 
I uh, I host some speed dating events on the side. That's about it. Some odd jobs here and there. And so you mm. Sorry. What what so I earlier before we started the podcast, we were talking a little bit about your parents and your parents having money. Yeah. Um what is your relationship like with them? Where where are they? What? Uh my parents are divorced. Okay. Uh my dad works real estate. He does like real estate investment of mm-hmm. some sort. It's always changed. He's always been in real estate in one form or fashion. The his family's company was construction, then he got into more like development, then it got into like real estate banking. So right now he runs a fund where he does a lot of like borrowing and lending. Uh he used to actually work for Trump. My dad was a uh, Trump guy, but like if you look in the early '90s, there was this big article, and I forget if it was the New Yorker or some other big publication. But the title was it was a art, it was a profile on my father, and it was it was titled "The Boy Who Would Be Trump," because he was the, Trump's youngest senior VP. This was back in the '80s. My dad did that thing that you used to be able to do. You wrote a letter to someone every single week until they gave you a meeting, mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually he like went in and he was like 25 or something and. He's, he got Trump just out of the blue to be like, yeah, okay, we'll hire you. And then he was like a v, he was a senior VP like at 25. Wow. So when The Apprentice show came on, all the out, a lot of outlets started having my dad come on as a talking head because they were like, well, this is his original Apprentice or whatever. Uh, but now he's So just, Trump was kind of your dad's mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does that. And my mom is, uh, div- you know, divorced my dad, lived off that for a good while. And now she is a, a real estate broker. What does your dad think about where, about Trump now? Every time I say, hey, how's your guy doing? He says, hey, not don't. Not my guy. Not my guy. <laughs> I was like, did you vote for him? He said, yes. I was like, that's literally meaning this is my guy. I wasn't happy about it, but I clicked the button and said, she's my girl. Uh, and you clicked the button and said, he's your guy. And for four years, here's your guy. If you don't want to be your guy in four years, pick someone else. That's literally how voting works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not a fan. So he's distancing himself. Yeah, I think he's realizing like it's not so great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he still stands by him business wise, but I don't think I think he's realizing that the guy's Looney Tunes. Yeah. So do you see them often? Do you guys yeah. have family dinners? <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk for about two years. I like took myself out of the family, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, I don't want. We don't get along together. Why are we?" Why are we faking this? Yeah. So I took myself out, but about a year or so ago, I brought myself back into the fold and like made it, you know, we all oh, good. try to play nice. Do they listen to your podcast? I don't think so. <laughs> I I don't care if they do, but I'm pretty sure they're all like, we don't want to hear about Billy's dick. We don't want to know about the orgies. We don't want to hear it. Uh, Mazel, congrats on whatever, but no. Yeah, I wouldn't if, I, you know, just... Not that, not. Dang. But if I was you want to par- if I was your parent, I wouldn't want to hear about my little boy. Yeah, getting blown in the middle of Seventeenth Street, like right. No. You don't want to. No, you want to know these things. Uh, although I do want to have like one of them on. I think that'd be fun. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah, have on like mom or dad. Be like, what went wrong? <laughs> have them both on. Maybe episode two hundred. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they they're they know about the show and they're fine with it but I don't think they listen. Uh, but so they work divorced. I don't really try to take the money. Um, my dad's one of those guys who like hung money over your head when mm-hmm. we grew up. So if we like got something or like I went to boarding school, I still don't hear the end of that. And it's just more like, Oh, like you have to do X, Y, and Z and you will get this. 
And I'm like, I don't want, I don't want that ax over my head where like I have to do whatever you say because you gave me X, Y, and Z. So I'd be like, I'll go without that. I'll have holes in my shoes. That's fine. I get that. Yeah. That's why I never had a sugar daddy. You never did. I was going to ask, what are you doing now for money? Now that you're no longer taking your clothes off. Uh, I design websites and I produce comedy sketch videos. Okay, cool. Awesome. And then I do videography sometimes, uh, whatever pays the bills. But does does your mind ever just like miss those big pays? Oh, yeah, it absolutely does. I was eating so much more like lobster and oysters (laughs) back then. Now I'm not. Uh, I have a lot of ramen. Do Do you ever consider going back? I've thought about it, but I've since gotten sober, and that's a big deterrent to not going back. Do they not allow sober chicks in? They do allow sober chicks in. I mean, there are women who work there who are under 21. Okay. So those women obviously aren't allowed to drink. They have to wear a special wristband showing that they're not allowed to drink. Uh, And yeah, I would... I probably wouldn't be encouraged to say that i'm sober i would still be encouraged to say i'm drinking and then just order fake drinks yeah uh which is fine i just don't want to be i don't want to put myself in that situation i do miss it i miss not only the money i miss it's fun yeah yeah it's a it's attention and uh and yeah it's it's fun i feel it's it's like there's a control to it Mm -hmm. uh which is which i like but I, I don't have the time. I'm too busy getting booked. <laughs> well, comedy and stripping is both at night. Sure. Well, I did try daytime, actually. Oh, but I can't imagine that's good. Tell me the, the horror show of the daytime shift. You know, it's not a horror show. It's not. It's I. I um, who I'm, goes to the strip club during the afternoon on a weekday? Older, older men mm-hmm. who are there on their lunch break. There's a lot of, like, lunchtime special dudes. And uh, they know what they want they know how the strip club works they have a routine and they go for it i like that i like that they're um that you don't have to explain the rules to them there's no like bachelor parties coming through there's no like dumb 20 year olds who you have to you know keep on retelling them to get their hands off you you know it's it's not uh it's very easy it's just a lower traffic Uh. level and um the prices are cheaper so you and lower traffic, so you make less money. Right. I was making like five hundred dollars a day when I was working <laughs> daytime. Oh, I'm I'm only making five hundred dollars a day. Fuck this noise. That's what. I, yeah. So, that, so I was like, no, Amazing. it's not worth it. I'm done. Okay. What was the worst part? Of, what was the worst part of working at strip clubs? Hmm. You know, I try really hard to when I speak about stripping to battle the negative stereotypes that are out there. Cause I think a lot of people think it's a very sad place sure. and I just don't believe that it is. I think that there's a lot of positive that comes out of strip clubs and I think that it can be very empowering for mm. women. Uh, I would say though, if I would say the worst part of strip clubs are the people who run the place, the managers, they're just, they're dicks. They're dicks. And they're taking your money. And they're not doing shit. <laughs> and they just don't. And do they, they just kind of not care? They don't care. They'll they'll be nicer to you if you if you know that you flirt with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just don't. I didn't care for them. I didn't like them. Uh. I didn't. I but I liked I liked the bartenders. I liked the bouncers. The bouncers are the best because if you if some guy crosses a line and you want him thrown out, you just 
right away. At least the clubs that I worked at. I've yeah. heard of other clubs who are not as women friendly, but I, in the clubs that I worked at, we were always believed. Mm. And I think that's because they know that women ultimately want to make money. So they're going to try to not kick a guy out. They'd rather just take his money from him, which is how I felt. I was okay. like, uh, but if, you know, some guy kept on crossing lines, which there were times when guys did, I would get the bouncer to throw them out. And it was great. It was very empowering because it's my space. So you didn't. You were fine with keeping a dude who was like being a problem. You'd rather well, be I'd like, let him, him be a hand. problem and give me more money. Exactly. I would so smack him like- on the hand. Then I would be, I would be extra sweet in order to take his money from him because I. That's I was like, that's more of a revenge. Oh, that's deviant. Yeah. Yeah. Or devious. Devious. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's wild. Yeah. Like like a slow bleed, a slow mm-hmm. death. I'm gonna bleed him dry. Mm-hmm. Don't just like kick him out and give it to him easy. No. We'll kick him out once he's broke. No, kick him out. No, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Once he's broke. <laughs> once his card's declined, then fuck it. I'm not being nice anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Then, like, get him to get another woman in, into the room, you know? Get him to, like, pay more. Get him to buy the extra fancy champagne. Get it, like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what is, what is like, um, lap dance etiquette? Because I've only gotten one lap dance. I, I, I was not a strip club guy, so... First strip club I go to, I'm 20. Some girl I was seeing, uh, I, I was in New Orleans and visiting some chick. And she, she's like, I want to bring you to a strip club. She's older and mm-hmm. excited. So she brings me. And she's like, I want to buy you a lap dance. I'm like, okay. And and then I sit there and I'm trying to, again, like I'm trying to be respectful and uh, and all that stuff. So she's, the woman's giving me the lap dance. I'm, I, I'm not like going to grab her tits from behind. I'm not trying to like grab her crotch. But she's giving me a lap dance. So I'm touching very light. Like I'm touching like the kind of the outside of her legs and like outside of her, like the flanks mm-hmm. of her torso and stuff like that. I think maybe even shoulders. Like just being like very considerate, but like touching a little bit because no one gave me a rule book. The the dance is over and uh, the the I forget what her fake name is on this podcast. So I can't, I won't say it. Whatever her name is. She, um. She says, wow, she must have really liked you. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, she let you touch a lot. Uh, I was like, wait, if that, and that's when I knew strip clubs weren't for me, because if that's a lot, no thank you. Because <laughs> it was like, I was touching very little to not get in trouble. And apparently that was like over the top. Like, are you not supposed to touch her at all with your hands? Like anything else, it depends on the woman. Okay. And it's all about enthusiastic consent do you do you so if i'm <laughs> but, a consumer but i would say what you described is pretty average oh, for okay. a new york strip oh this club. is oh this was so new i don't know where you were oh yeah it's it depends it definitely sure. it also depends on the city but uh what you described is pretty average for a new york strip club um there are women who let you touch more there are women who prefer you keep your hands to your side i would just say always ask yeah before touching like is it okay so okay if I touch, if I your, touch your yeah if I touch your legs, can I touch your ear? Sometimes women will take your hand and they'll put it on them so and that they can guide you and they can say like this is where you should be holding or this is where you sh- where you can touch. Is there a th- is there possibly a thought that for some for some women if you are asking and you are being super respectful like that you might actually even get to touch more? Yeah, because absolutely. like let's reward this guy. He can have a handful of titty because he asked just to touch my leg. Absolutely. Also, you hear though, that, guys? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there are women will will give you more if you if you are polite and nice to them. They it's just common sense. Yeah. Okay. They're, it's like a breath of fresh air. All right. Um, 
women when women come into strip clubs they usually get more leeway uh as far as like when we give a woman a lap dance we're just gonna let them do more because uh you don't see as many women and we trust them more innately Mm -hmm. and they sort of become part of the club because there's often not a woman's restroom so they have to go into the dressing room uh so that it's just you get more of an insider view if you're a woman coming to a strip club do you get women coming in though and being a problem as well have you or i should say have you ever i haven't personally experienced it but i know of strippers who talk about it being a problem i know jack the stripper talks about Mm it uh about women coming in and like wanting more attention wanting the attention and you're like well this isn't about you you're not performing like this isn't your job don't take money away from other women because you want some attention that night yeah if you want the attention then go and try out and be on the stage you absolutely can it's not like a high bar of who can be a stripper male entitlement might be about like power and like decisions and ownership of a woman's body but i feel like female entitlement comes with for the attention be like but i'm like a hot chick why am i not getting it why are you getting attention on the pole i'm the hot chick everybody (laughs) look at me i'm gonna be drunk and obnoxious would you say that's uh uh i have definitely met women who are like that and get most of their power from attention and it's something that i know that i crave and have to be aware of and careful of but you get to be because it was that was the job yeah that was the job and also i'm a stand-up so being on stage (laughs) being on stage i mean it's i'm getting plenty of attention sure yeah. And and now you have a you you do you currently have sex with a boy? You have one of those boyfriend things. I do. I have a man. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very funny. Also comedian. Uh, funny guy. Gabe. Uh, uh-huh. Them out. Say his name publicly. Is that? That's okay. It's know. it's not. We're not. Um, we don't hide the fact that we're dating. We just yeah. don't. We're just not very loud about it either. Because okay. it's like our. It's our private. There's not a lot uh, that comedians have that are private. That is private, and you get to. It's like a like our treasure that we get to hold on to. We're allowed to have a few secrets. Yeah. I think <laughs> someone was recently asking me. I was uh, I forget who it was, but I was walking with someone who listens to the podcast. They were like, "Do you like have any secrets?" I'm like, "I mean, like I have like two or three secrets that I haven't shared. Some of them are sex. I think most of them are sexual and." And they were like, oh, I want to know what they are. I was like, no, like, I'm just not sorry. I'm not famous enough where I feel like I can say them and then I can always still fall back on something. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, no, I think we're allowed to have something to hold on to that we really like, whether it's a deep, dark, secret fetish or if it's just like something that you really like to do. That's a hobby that you don't want people to know about. Or if it's a partner that you don't want them in the public eye because they're not in the public eye and. You know, you get to have something to yourself. That, that's a nice pleasure. I feel like entertainers should yeah. make sure they have. Have you ever dated another comedian? I have uh, slept with comedians. I, my friend Andrea Allen and I, we dated like we like dated briefly, as in like we tried to go on dates and realized that like my penis was terrified of her, so we couldn't really do that. <laughs> She's the only woman I consistently had like hard on issues with, and. I, we still don't know what it is to say, but it's very fun to know we were very good friends. Oh. Uh, so I wouldn't say I've dated comedians, but like I've, I've hooked up with several. Um, actually, I mean, I've only had two girlfriends ever. I had one when I was freshman year of college. <clears throat> then I had the one that just ended a, about two months ago. Um, I mean, the, part of the reason I started this podcast was because women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. What? So- oh, 
That, yeah, that's why you started the man whore. Yeah. Why, why the term man whore? Like, what are your feelings around that term? Uh, well, for one thing, when I was trying to pick a title for the podcast, I did. That was one. It was one of many things on the board, and man whore was something a couple women had called me in like almost a fun way. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be like semi endearing and affectionate. Mm-hmm. When you hear the word man whore, you don't picture me. You picture maybe a better looking version of me, but you don't like you picture a guy with abs, hung cock, like suave, doesn't have thin hair. I, in my oh. opinion, when I picture man whore, I picture someone who's like objectively super attractive across the board to like men and women everywhere. Um, so and also you don't picture you picture kind of a fuck boy. Man whore, you think like here's a guy who's trying to slay puss. He's trying to add notches to the bedpost. He bangs bitches on the weekends. He makes mad money during the week. That's a man whore. And I'm so not that guy. Like this show isn't bitches I banged with Billy Presida. Mm-hmm. Right. I I like the term man whore. I started I used it in college and yeah. I, and I did I would imagine like you. I didn't I wouldn't imagine like a suave like uh handsome Prince type mm-hmm. uh, man, Ken Doll. I wouldn't imagine that. I would imagine sort of an average, because I, because I, it's the, it's the term that we use to fight slut. It's kind of like satire. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if you're gonna call us out for being sexually active, then there should be an equal term for men. That's man sure. wars. That's what came about, and I liked it. I was like, oh, that's cool <laughs> that there's. It's the same reason why I like that they use the term boy in your... Right. I'm like, if we're going to be fucked up, then we should just be fucked up across the board. I like using slut as like an agender term. Like, I think like we should be using slut more and it should like any... Like, I'm I'm very slutty. Like, I am a slutty person. That's fine. Uh, I like to use the ethical slut stuff. Have you read that book? Really great book. It's about polyamory and just sex positivity and, and general sluttiness. Um... They define, they redefine slut as like anyone who thinks like sex is for sex is fun and like pleasure is good for you or whatever. So like a sex uh, slut could be a person of any gender of any orientation, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. So, but man whore, I I think is used more as a derogatory term, like you say. Except I am like this man whore with a heart of gold because I yes I was sleeping around a lot, but I wanted a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I wanted someone to love me back. But every time I wanted to make things more serious. It was always the woman who told me that she just wanted to keep it casual. And so, you know, I was like, I just got fed up. I was like, I want to find out why. Who better to ask than to ask them? And then let's try to, like, I don't know, monetize it. (laughs) Um, And and so, you know, for like three and a half years, I've been asking them, like, why didn't we work out? And And what's the general answer? What's the general consensus? Uh I think most of it, because when I started the show, I was 24. Mm-hmm. So a big part of it was chill the fuck out. It's You're 24. okay. <laughs> yeah. There was a huge that factor. Um, but I think another one thing I did learn that I can be slightly condescending, especially to younger partners, mm-hmm. because um, they are younger and I don't know how to, like, even if I'm right about something, I don't know if you've ever, like, dated people younger than you, but sometimes they're just like, are wrong. Mm-hmm. I've did. I for find no when fault I date, of their, of when their I date own. men that are the same age as me, it feels like they're younger. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm a man and they're a woman. I'm. A, I said that opposite. You did. You did. Very it's telling. Okay. Very telling. <laughs> I. Uh, it's actually funny. 
No, no, come on, come on, come on. Bring it out. Get vulnerable. This is a dumb story, but when I was 14, I had a hernia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had it in my lower abdomen, and I don't know if you've ever seen a hernia, but it like it's like just like a little bulge under the skin, and I thought that I was growing testicles. Wait, so lower abdomen, like above the pubis region? Yeah, yeah like above the pubis. So like region. right around like, like right, the waist. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, my like you were like, oh no, my balls are gonna start dropping. Yeah, because and it explained so many things. I was like I said, I was attracted to women, yeah. and and men kind of grossed me out, and I I just have a lot of testosterone. I I'm hairy. Um, I'm very strong. So I was like, oh well, I guess I'm just. My balls are dropping. Yeah, maybe I was a boy this And I time. hid it for like a year because I didn't tell anybody because I was embarrassed. Uh, and then I finally told my aunt and I had to get surgery. But <laughs> I thought I was I thought I was a man. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tend to have like I get I sometimes get told I have like more feminine energy, whether it's because like I cry a lot or I knit. I don't know what it is, but um I know I get told that and sometimes I'm like fuck like I need to get my testosterone checked. Every you, time I watch a movie and I start bursting out in tears like alone in my room, I'm just like maybe I need to get some tests done. I don't know. <laughs> I I need to I need to figure out why this is, but I have a hard time seeing men cry. What and I should be more open, but I just it like really it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. It's I discomfort like, or do you get like not turned on? Like what is is it that I'm turned off of and i want to leave the situation okay and i i know that i should like instead you know be loving and open and give them a hug but i just hug would be nice blech, no <laughs> none of that what is it about it what 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 is it is it the aesthetic is it the seeing a man crying is it there that there are emotions in play can you see women cry fine yeah yeah yeah, but women can get women look- can be beautiful when oh, they cry. Oh yeah, I was about yeah. to say. Yeah, <laughs> I have no problem with that. Uh, they're like their voice goes up an octave. I don't know. But when the guy's voice goes up an octave, it can be you know it's off putting. It's unsettling. And I I know, and I just recently saw a man cry, and I need to figure out why this is. <sighs> why was he crying? Uh, I can't say. Uh, <laughs> I don't nobody, know who he it's is. It's nobody you know. No? It's just uh, I I was in a um a meeting. So okay, yeah, sure. I, I'm not allowed to. It's yeah. one yeah one of those meetings where yeah. you can't even can't say, say what, what meeting it was. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, that's fair. Mm-mm. That's fair. I get that. Yeah, I get that. Although I do find twelve step of meetings to be a little bit like open mics for people with opinions. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I say it's like an open mic, but funny. Oh. <laughs> So you don't like it when guys cry. Um, fair enough. But so that, I think that came from the man whore thing. And it was just like, yeah, I, I I like it as a term. I think it's fine. But I didn't claim it for myself. It was given to me. And I chose it partially because like, ooh, marketing. Like it's just a good, it was just the better title. Yeah. Same. I forget what was even up for debate back then. But Fuckboy would be a good one. Yeah, but you can now, put that on now. iTunes as much. Uh, I could put it now, but back that was pre guys we fucked paving no, the way absolutely. on iTunes <laughs> to put fuck in your title. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. So um, you and Gabe have been together how long? Uh, 
Just under three years. Just under three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you started dating him like right around the stripping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And right before, right after you started. You uh, he. I started dating him right before I started stripping. Okay. And what? And did was that a conversation? Yeah, or? I had a conversation with him and asked him how he felt about it, and he was very open and accepting. And he seems like a good feminist guy. Yeah, he would never say that though. <laughs> he, he seems like well, I don't. Hey, I don't say it either. Yeah, don't, I specifically it's, it's don't like say a, I'm a feminist just so I can set a low bar. Because if you go around as a like, man, especially like a, a cis straight dude, be like, "Yo, check out how much of a feminist ally I am." What's up? Uh, if you fuck up, they, what's the first thing they say? You're a bad feminist. You're a fake feminist. So what I do is I go, "You can't say that." I never claimed I was one. Interesting. I'd rather just do it, and then and then if you guys call me a feminist, you can. But like, I don't, I don't claim the title. I don't know about the bad feminist thing that you were talking about before, but I do agree. I do agree that men shouldn't call themselves feminist. It should be a name given to them by other by. Oh, oh, so it should. You're saying it's fine for a man to be called a feminist, but it needs to be a ceremonious gifting. Yes, like you have been inducted into uh, into the feminist society. Doesn't ring true. It's like (laughs) it's like saying I'm a nice guy. If you say, if you have to say, I'm a nice guy, then mm. you're probably not. Right. <laughs> um, why? Like, uh, me thinks thou doth protest too much. You know, it's just right. like, I don't, it doesn't feel right. Just let people say it about you and just treat women with respect. And yeah. then that's it. Yeah. And, and Gabe seems like that guy. Gabe seems like the type of guy where, like, if a, a scandal of him sexually assaulting someone came out, we'd all be so heartbroken, like, just because we thought so highly of him. Uh, <laughs> He's one of the good ones. He is one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. Ladies, we can keep him around. <laughs> and uh, are y'all monogamous or non monogamous? Um, we. Are we are only seeing each other mm-hmm. at the moment? Uh, he has said that he's open to me seeing other other women, but I just haven't had time. But not other men. Um, I think he would be uncomfortable with me seeing other men. It, do you think part of that is that he understands that well, she's bisexual, and that's an itch that needs to be scratched a little bit? So that's cool and also like i'm the only dick in the in the room type of thing uh i think he's um yeah i think that's it's he thinks it's an itch that needs to be scratched it's actually yeah it's a very interesting line i even if he said i could see other men i wouldn't want to oh um i just don't feel the need to and also there's it's kind of a relief to be in a relationship so that I don't have to, um, I don't know. This is going to sound conceited, but I don't have to turn down so many guys when I'm in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets to be annoying. It's just, it's, it's so rough just it's being really, wanted by everybody. It's really difficult. <laughs> rough life for you. I know. <laughs> yeah, I had to quit stripping because I was getting booked on too many spots. Oh, there were these days I'm just making too I'm much money. I'm a very and... humble person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And uh, do you eventually want to get married? Is that something like in a, in a, in a life you see for yourself? Yeah, I do want to get married because I want to have kids. And you know you don't have to. I know. Do one I know. Do I know you don't. 
but it's easier legally with like public school systems if you are. It's sure, just, sure, sure. I I've seen my sisters go through it, and I and it's it, they've they've made clear that it's easier if you're married. Mm-hmm. So I would like to. That's something I would want to see. Time for the fan whore appreciation moment. Okay, I know. I think some of y'all love this part, and some of you loathe it. So get ready to hit the fast forward button if you need to. But yeah, this is the part of the podcast where I like to thank some of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon, uh, because gosh darn it, are they awesome. Uh, First up is Peter J, who is quite active in our super secret Facebook group, The Champagne Room. Uh, Peter's great. I look at him and he's this big, strong, burly bouncer type guy, like in a movie, like you say the wrong thing in a bar and everyone's quiet. And this big burly dude goes thump, thump, thump towards you. And and you're thinking, oh, fuck, this guy's going to beat the shit out of me. And he like leans down. You think here it comes. And he, he just hands you a daffodil. He's such a sweetheart, a cool dude. Thank you, Peter, for supporting the podcast. We love you. And uh, next up is Cassie M. Ooh, girl, hey. Uh, Cassie's also very active in the Champagne Room and our kick group, The Peep Show. Uh, Thank you so much for your enthusiastic support and your supremely kind offer. And you, too, can join our fan whore community for as little as $1. Wow, what a steal during cyber monday week yeah you can get access to various bonus episodes of the man whore podcast access to super secret patreon communities and a whole lot more all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash man whore podcast become a member today at p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash man whore podcast If you pledge at least $5 a month, you'll have access to my bonus episode with Amber Rollo, which comes out tomorrow. But for now, let's get on back to, uh, you know, stripper times. Before before we end, do you mind? uh, I want to do something that's not like roasty related. Um, I had a guy email me and said he wanted to. uh, He asked me if I would critique his sex, um, his like sexting novellas. Sure. He sends me this email, and there were there were two. I think he sent like two things in it. Um, let me just find it here. Uh, sexting. He sends me things like, "Hey, like I've been like complimented a lot on like my sexting capabilities." He sends me an email saying, "New listener, rate my sex novellas." Which is a lofty way to refer to your like fuck text of like yeah. they're novellas, uh, and he says Sex novellas. Why doesn't you just call it erotica? Yeah, like, right. Like, yeah, erotic fiction or something. Or yeah, especially if like they're going to be this long. And also, why is he sending? I he could put that on lit erotica and, and get, he actual, could get reviews. actual reviews. He could get feedback. People comment on those all the time. Why does he want Billy Perceda to I fucking review them? Ugh. Uh, but, he, but he said, um, and I've noticed some of the, uh, he's, he likes sexting. Um, I've had a few guy friends have me write sex for them. And I've had girls reach out to me for a sext with no intention of us doing anything solely for the enjoyment they get from reading. Oh, man, I'm totally going to lose a listener by mocking is- him. 
I wanted to see if you would bring these up, review, critique, and discuss. Sure, sure. Always sure. writing more and feedback is always appreciated. You and the podcast crew seem like a top-notch squad to get critiqued by. So yeah, your your top-notch squad. Sweet, squad I knew squad it. goals. <laughs> so um, I why don't you do like a a dramatic reading of this one? And I guess it ends. Oh wow, that's a lot. Maybe we'll just do the one. We'll see how long that goes. Okay, um, but before I do this, I do not consent to any of this being edited and cut up to use against me in the future. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay. You are visiting on a work trip and are impatiently waiting for your driver to arrive at the airport. You arrived a day early to relax and let off some steam. You don't notice me approach, but I introduce myself as your personal transport and help you into the car and load your luggage. After I shut your door and slowly walked to the driver's seat, I had, asked, I had to ask myself, did she feel the same thing when we locked eyes? Oh, God. Already, um, this is just a tale gone wrong. This is a tale of like a guy who thinks, oh, this woman looked at me, so she's into it. This, uh, is this Louis C.K.? I don't know. My question is, why did he have to walk slowly? To I thought that, too! I thought that, too! Essentially walking to the other side of the car i walk so sensually around this vehicle okay i sensually put on my my drive my seatbelt. <laughs> are you ready yeah burning and aggressive passion set a spark inside me the kind of lust everyone dreams of when in private we were nearing our end when you rolled down the partition and as the window fell beneath your eyes i could see you staring back at me in one swift motion you uncrossed your legs and then crossed them again but it was undeniable what happened you weren't wearing any panties, and you wanted me to know. I think it's undeniable what happened in that she just probably wanted to say, hey, can you turn the air conditioning up back here? It's like uh, Uber porn. Could you turn on K-Earth 101, please? <laughs> Once we arrived at your hotel, I remind myself that I am just your driver. I assist you up to your room and make a trip back down to get your remaining luggage. When I knock on the door, it's already ajar. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't go down into the basement. Don't go in that room! <laughs> Don't go in that room. What are Don't we in a movie theater on 125th? What's going on? As the jar falls open, jar, doors jar, don't fall open. Mm, okay. No. Okay. Uh -uh. Sorry. Um, okay. I see you standing in the light with nothing but heels on. Ooh -wee. Uh, before I can even bring the luggage inside, you've grabbed me by my shirt, pulled me inside, and slammed the door behind me. While I'm still stunned in a moment of bliss, you throw me to the edge of the bed and as I lay on my back with my feet still on the ground, you slide my pants off and crawl on your knees between my legs and take me in your mouth. This is one way to get five stars uh, rating on Uber. <laughs> you keep making eye contact with me, with me as you deep throat my cock and I feel it hit the back of your throat. <laughs> It isn't long before I give in. Stop the maid one hell of a face. It isn't long before I give in and grab you by the back of your hair and pull you on top of me. But you're not letting me get it that easy. You sit there straddling me as I sit on the edge of the bed and you push me back down as I look up at you. You slowly pull your dress up over your head and I'm reminded you're not wearing anything underneath. Wait. She's not supposed to be wearing anything except for heels. Yeah, what happened? He already to, said that. Doesn't that Continuity. Take, it you, takes me out of it. I was already imagining it in my head, and you just messed up my whole picture. Do okay. you, does that happen to you when you read erotica? Yes, yeah. Yeah, you're just like, come on, man. Mm -mm. Keep it believable. No. Your sexy bare body beneath sends me into a fit, and you can feel my hard cock pulsing beneath you, wanting to be let in. 
You push me on top of my back and slowly crawl over the top of me. Your tits slowly bouncing across my chest and then face. Tits don't slowly bounce. That's not how they it just, works. They bounce. Mm-mm. Unless you're in like some sort of anti-gravity chamber. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Your bare stomach tracing its way up mine. You crawl past me until your dripping pussy is right above me and you drop it onto my face. What seems like hours pass and you can no longer support yourself on your trembling knees. I crawl out from underneath you and you collapse onto your stomach. I pull you off the bed and take you to the window overlooking downtown. Pinning you up against the window, I take you from behind as your tits press against the glass. As your knees get weak and the wetness is dripping down on your legs, I throw you over my shoulder and onto the bed. This guy's strong. (laughs) I flip you over onto your back and see the glimmering in your eyes. Pleasured and satisfied, you want more. I throw your legs over my shoulders and thrust deep as you gasp in satisfaction. The gasps turn into moans and then screams. At this point, you catch a second wind and take control again. You wrap your legs around me and flip me underneath you. You pin my arms down and graze your hard nipples against my face as you slide your wet pussy up against my dick, teasing me and not letting me in. You eventually sit on it and brace your hands up against the wall as you bounce up and down on my cock, rocking the bed. Your legs go weak as you come again and again, and you collapse on top of me. I added um, an extra again. I'm sorry. (laughs) Your pussy pulsating from the orgasm as I come to you. The writer's just being like, you read it the way I wrote the lines. No improv. (laughs) In a sweaty heap lying on the bed, you look at me and grin. Throw me a $100 tip and say, thanks for the ride. Uh, pun, uh, pun, uh, adding on a pun. <laughs> any, any, what are your thoughts? Um, well, the continuity break did really mess me up. Mm-hmm. I, um, I wish that he had given more of a lead in before yeah. her just putting his dick in her mouth. I, I wanted more of a description of what each of them looked like. I personally would have been into that. And, um, that helps you cast it in your mm-hmm, mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although not too much of a description because I want to be able to add. My, right. Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> I, um, you know, I want to be able to to fantasize myself what I think these people look like because that's the whole fun of reading erotica is you get to like cast it. Yeah. But that's that. That would be. It was. I think it was. It was okay. You know, it was good. It was good. Erotica. Not like nothing. It didn't do it for me, but, you know, I think it was written okay. Adequate? Yeah. I don't like it. It's a weird problem, and I don't like it when they change positions too much in a story, but also you can't stay in the same position. There's only so long you can describe the one position. It's only so long you can say up and down and up and down. And up and and down. down. And it was really warm. And then I paused. And then mm-hmm. I was up and down and up and down. Yeah. Uh, and also, I don't think was there was no foreplay for her on her part. For he her, did, no? She did climb up and oh, put her pussy on his face. Okay. It was. It seemed and like such she, a very short It did. Portion. It did. It did seem like a shorter portion. No description really of like a, an in-depth description of the taste no and taste, texture. No texture. No description of like, was there hair? How much hair? What type of labia that's did she I have? That's what I want to know. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, yeah that's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. And I want to know the feeling. I don't want to know just the action. I want to know the warm, enveloping feeling that he has. That's what Warm, enveloping already. See? Boom. You could say warm, enveloping. You turned on a bunch of people just now. You're welcome. <laughs> well, Patrick, uh, you know, just work, work on your continuity, man. And, 
and and just make that whole going down on her thing a little bit a little bit longer okay mm-hmm. i i'll put it this way i very much noticed that she had your cock in her mouth totally missed the whole pussy eating part so do that and uh and so now you got the attention you wanted okay dude you got you got the attention <laughs> Whether you like the way uh, the attention came out or not, um, Amber, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for uh, let, you know exchanging some dirt with me. Where can people find you? You mentioned you have a podcast out right now called Daddyless Issues. Exactly. Is that Daddyless like with a hyphen or no? We know how I feel about hyphens. It is with a hyphen. <laughs> okay. Indeed. Uh, and yes. Feel free to to listen to that. It's on the Keith and the Girl Network. Oh, is that the is that a VIP show? It's a VIP show. Ooh, so yeah. I think you have. Do do you, don't you have one of those like special I sign up code. Cody things? Yeah, you can use the code Amber. KTG dot com. I think it's slash VIP. Yes. And you use uh, Amber, and you get some sort of special deal. Yes, it's thirteen dollars off if you use the code Amber. Not fucking bad. Not bad at Not all. Bad at all. And you can also go to my website, amberrollo.com, A-M-B-E-R-R-O-L-L-O.com. And there I have a calendar. You can see what shows I'm on and uh, you can see video sketches that I've produced and all that jazz. Remember, she's on a lot of shows, so many shows she had to quit (laughs) stripping. All right. So go check her out. Uh, Amber, thanks again. You were great. Why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. I got this tweet from at neon eight nine one nine. All right, Billy Presida, you've got me. I'm officially a patron at only one dollar per month, but hashtag pay for content. Well, thank you so much at neon eight nine one nine. Thank you so much for joining up, and I hope you too will become a member of my fan whore community and support the Man Whore Podcast. By heading over to patreon.com slash podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Uh, but here you can also do this and it costs no money at all. Follow me on the social medias. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheBillyProceda. Use the hashtag podcast. Let me know what you thought about the show. Join the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads for every episode, and I also post links to, you know, all the places and and things you can see and hear me on. Don't forget to get your Man Whore Podcast t-shirts. Limited time only. You will not be able to get these after December 5th. Seriously. Go to T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G, teespring.com slash stay dash slutty again that's teespring.com slash stay dash slutty there will be a link in the show notes and on all of my social media go get your t-shirt or hoodie today next week we've got a fantastic episode with the founder of uh of the we'll call it a lifestyle membership club nsfw daniel saint really cool fucking episode Be sure to tune in next week and be sure to stay slutty.